Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. Yeah, I'm a little bit muted today, even though it's Friday. Whew, it's warm out here on the deck, and I guess I got the appropriate amount of sleep last night, but I just kind of woke up. I had one cup of green tea. Oh, man. So what's going on? The Pirates continue to win. That is definitely happening. Uh, 80 degrees here on the deck, you know, so the dogs are looking for shade. And the cats are sleeping under the couches. Crazy things are happening. Trees are blooming. You know, things are happening here in Scranton, Pennsylvania. But the Pittsburgh Pirates continue to win. Holderman was a little shaky last night. uh, But Rowanzi Contreras was really good until he got very tired at the end. But um, he the amazing thing is that continues a streak of a ton. I don't know how many. A ton of um, quality starts which you would never see last year. Um, so, I, I mean, I was talking to a couple people on Twitter about how this year just kind of feels different. It feels more sustainable. Um, you know, and I've been looking at different angles, too, um, to talk about the team. Because if you want to just get um, uh, stats and if you want to just get, like, the, um, the game summaries, there is a really good podcast out there that comes every day. Um, a buddy of mine, Nathan Hirsch, uh, does something called Talk the Plank. And he really didn't put much into it until this year. Um, but now he's doing it every day and he's talking about the Pirates games. <clears throat> we could do a little bit of mailbag here to get started, you know, since I'm starting slow today. Um, let's see. Geek.0023 sends a question to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. Dear Sir... Why are half of your podcasts about work, life, and shit people didn't want to listen to anyway? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question, right? Hey, here's the thing. My podcast is unique, right? Um, we have nine podcasts out there on the Pittsburgh Pirates, and they have the same guests, and they do the same things, and you can listen to all of them to pass the time. Uh, but all I know is that um, as I've been increasing my Twitter exposure, my podcast listens have gone up and are at a record right now. Now, some of that certainly has to do with the Pittsburgh Pirates winning because when your team wins, you're in a good mood. You want to to listen to a podcast about the team. You want to read about the stats online. You want to read like the article on MLB.com about um, the upstart Pittsburgh Pirates. Every year they do a couple articles in April um, about teams that are um, outperforming. And this year, I think it's the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks and the Pittsburgh Pirates, although you could throw the Texas Rangers in there as well. Um, But um, the Pirates are the biggest surprise, certainly. Last year, it was the Baltimore Orioles that were the biggest surprise. And I didn't really see this coming, you know. Um, These other podcasts did predict more wins than I did. So you know what? Props, you know. Hats off to you guys, you know. I was wrong. Um, And you know what? I like being wrong because it gets me a lot more listeners. Um, So anyways, what was my point? Oh, just this stuff, you know? I mean, of course I talk about my life and sitting on the deck with my dogs and aggravating things like cleaning up after my dogs or my cats um, eating chipmunks during the podcast or having to do a podcast at um, Sheets because it's cleaning lady day. Which leads me to my second question. Tom at the Mill asks, Hey, rant guy, how come you're too cheap to pay for a, um, a room 
like a $10 pet fee in your hotel room and you get kicked out. Um, but you're, but you have a cleaning lady. This is a really good question. This is all driven by my wife, by the way. I don't want to have a cleaning lady, right? The cleaning lady is such a pain in the ass. Let me just tell you the last time, I don't even think I told you guys this story, but the last time I come home, um, really tired because I had worked the night before, uh, and I just wanted to get some more sleep because I had worked, I had to work that night as well, you know, and my own cleaning lady is busting my stones, you know, she's like the dogs, they have poo poo all over. Look at this poo poo in here, poo poo dogs need to go outside to go to the bathroom. No poo poo. There's too much poo poo. And it, you know, she's just like laying into me, you know? And I'm like, I know. You don't think I know that dogs are supposed to go to the bathroom outside, <laughs> you know? I mean, I have small dogs. They're a pain in my ass. And I really like them, you know? They are really good companions and they're nice and they give good hugs and shit like that. But, and it's cool when I come home from work and they get like ridiculously excited about me taking them for a walk. I mean, they like, they're like jumping up and down. They're going in circles. They're making noises, you know, like, you know, like they're like singing to me and shit, you know? <laughs> so, you know, it's worth it having the dogs, I suppose. But my wife, you know, she's got to spend way more money than you need to on these dogs. You know, she always gets everything that the um, vet is asking for, even though they're just trying to make money for the most part, you know, she gets the expensive food. She, she, you know, she pays for cleaning ladies and she gets their haircut three times a year, three or four times a year. That's going up to $85 a dog. You know, what's that? Like 180 bucks, three times a year. So we were spending almost $550 to get the dog's haircut every year. That's more than I spend on my own haircut every year. I can guarantee you that time at the mill. Um, I spend maybe like 15 bucks plus tip to get my hair cut every couple months. So let's say it's 20 bucks, right? That's only $120 and we're spending like $550 on these fucking dogs, man. <laughs> you know, like, and then she complains, like maybe we should sell the house to downsize because she set up the bills all at once. And then, you know, something unexpected comes out of her account. And she freaks out, you know, <laughs> you know, hopefully this, she doesn't listen to this episode, but it's like, well, you, you did that to yourself, man. You know what I mean? We're not downsizing the house because I like the deck. We got a great deal on this house, you know, eventually. Yeah. We, I want to move to Pittsburgh, but for now, I mean, this is close to my work. It's close to your work. And I'm, I'm pretty used to my work now anyway. You know what I mean? Like, um, I've gotten used to. Um, going into the grocery store, doing the truck, stocking the shelves, and just work until like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. Doesn't I, doesn't matter to me. And then, like I said, when I came home, when I come home, the dogs are excited. The best thing about it is in the summer months or days like today, as soon as I get up, I can go out, sit out on the deck, check out my trees, listen to the birds, um, just you know check out my lawn, but mostly just relax on the deck and, you know, think about maybe doing a podcast that day. So I hope that answers your question, Tom. It's because my wife is insane, just like other wives. You know what I mean? And hey, you know, I think even the women will understand this. I'm 54 years old. My wife just turned 40 and she's got a really nice set 
of biggins. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and even women understand that. You know, that's what guys um, you can't help it. You know, like she's a great person. She's a very good um, partner. A uh, very good. Um, she's my person, right? She's really helpful. You know, you know. It's just we just get along way better than my first ex-wife, and that's the nice thing about um, working nights is that we don't spend a shit ton of time together. Um, you know, we're not co. Um, I don't know what you call it, codependent or whatnot. Um, you know, we have our own lives, um, but we also have a lot of fun together. But you know, obviously, if we were spending more time. I would be getting on her nerves by leaving shit out, feeding the dogs on the couch, and she'd be getting on my nerves for just doing dumb things and then complaining about them, <laughs> you know? But you know what? She does have a nice pair of big ones, man. Really, really nice, you know? And I tell her that, you know? I'd say, you got them titties and that ass, and they are looking really good, <laughs> you know? And women know that even more than men, believe it or not, you know? They know that guys are looking at their boobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know how they know. Did you ever wonder that as a guy? Like, how do they know? Like, even if you just take a peek, women know if you're staring at their boobs. They just It's just like a sixth sense that they have. Um, and they just always know, you know? So, and we always get caught doing it, you know? Especially as we get older, because every single person turns into a dirty old man. I don't care who you are. Even gay, straight, you know? Even if you're gay, you... Um, go after like these young boys, you know, and you try to find guys that have, um, daddy issues, just like guys, like guys like to find girls that have daddy issues. And they probably watch porn about teens that have daddy issues, you know? And Hey, there's nothing wrong with, if you think about porn, there's nothing wrong with watching porn because, um, there would be a lot more rapes. There would be more road rage if people couldn't get rid of their um, frustrations by watching porn. Um, or just get their rocks off or whatnot, you know. I didn't, I didn't think that the podcast was going to take this angle, <laughs> you know. But that's my point, Tom. That's my point to that other guy, you know. It just takes on a life of its own. And, you know, it's just a guy rambling about his life. And a guy that has a laughable life, you know. Like most of us. And it's just something that people like to listen to. It's just company, you know. Um, and it's company for me too, because I get, I get these things off my chest because I don't have a lot of close friends that live near me. And once you get into your fifties, you spend less time hanging out with your close friends and more time hanging out with your dogs. And that's just a fact, (laughs) you know? So, I mean, you know, who continues to surprise me, even though the last episode was on Jack Sawinski, Jack (laughs) Sawinski, he has five home runs in his last four games. This is a guy that I was writing off, you know. I just thought that pitchers um, had a way of attacking him. You know, maybe he was not that great to begin with. And you know what? This fucking Jack Swinski guy, man. You know, this is a guy that um, the Pirates Fan Forum guy, Jim for the city, uh, Jim Stam, the stammer, um, had to, he got thrown out of a um, interview session, you know, because he was just harassing Jack Swinski about his new stance, right? So here he does, you know, he tries out this new stance. He's continues to struggle. And then all of a sudden the guy is just seeing the ball really well. And now he leads the league in barrels over the last week, you know, not just sacrifice flies when you need them, but bombs. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. If you think about it, 
Jack Sawinski's home run was the difference in the game yesterday because the Pirates didn't score after the first inning, um, after his home run. Um, Colin Holderman was a little shaky yesterday. Although, for the most part, he's been okay. But we're going to have to see if this bullpen can hold up for an entire season. Um, that's the test, you know, when you get into hitting season in July and August. And I said the same thing last year. Can your bullpen hold up then, you know? And that's what we're going to have to see. The only guy that I'm really, really confident in holding up is Bednar. That dude is insane. That dude is from Pittsburgh, and he should be extended. Connor Joe should be extended. You should extend um, the first baseman, uh, Carlos Santana, just another year, you know, so he's um, safe to play this year and next year. And if you want to trade him at next year's deadline, go ahead. You know what I mean? But if he asks for a no-trade clause, that's fine. Um, I just look for different angles on this podcast than what everybody else is talking about. For instance, you know what people don't talk about is the um, the trade where we dumped uh, Liriano. This is the trade where most of the Pirates fans in the Pittsburgh area um, stopped watching the team. Because it was just... And I, this is when I stopped watching, you know? Just randomly. I read about it. I'm like, why would they do that? Like, they had to dump Liriano's contract. And he wasn't doing well that year, right? So they had a tough time finding interest in Liriano. They also had to make it look like they got something back. Um, so they got like a prospect. I think it was Drew Hutchinson who didn't pan out. But they got a prospect back who was, you know, at one time a decent prospect. But he's just one of these guys that, you know, he couldn't quite cut it in the major leagues or whatnot. You know what I mean? So um, in order to do that, they had to trade Harold Ramirez and Reese McGuire. Now, here's the thing. Reese McGuire, yeah, he's been okay. You know, he's not really a good catcher. He hits the ball sometimes. And I think he's still the backup catcher for the uh, Red Sox or something like that. But Harold Ramirez is just coming into his own. He's 28 years old now, uh, and he's got an OPS over 1,000 this year. I mean, he's just coming into his own, you know? He's younger than Connor Joe, um, and we could have really used that guy. And the only reason we got rid of Harold Ramirez is because we had the dump salary. It was a salary dump trade. It was, it was quoted as um, a pure salary dump. Um, by MLB.com. And you can go back. I, I went back and looked it up, you know. These are the kind of things that I talk about, different angles, because what are the Pirates going to do with the trade deadline this year? It's very interesting, right? I mean, they were probably expecting um, to dump the salaries of these guys that they signed to one-year deals. Now, I don't know what the nutting um, budget is, but I know he has a real tight budget, and that's why they had to dump um, that pitcher. And... Uh, the general manager had probably made a promise to Nutting earlier that year that, okay, you know, we might have to dump this guy at the deadline. I don't think we'll have any problem doing it because they had signed him to like a three-year, $30 million deal, which for the Pirates was a lot of money. Well, this year they did spend a lot of money on a couple of guys. Uh, and you know what? Those guys have probably been worth it. You know, Rich Hill um, has settled down. You know, he's another guy in the... Um, in the rotation, and I know people don't like him, um, but you know I was pretty happy with that signing because he can help the younger pitchers. Um, Rich Hill um, is making like close to ten million bucks. I want to say not quite that much, but close to it. You know, 
Carlos Santana is making like six and a half million or 6.7 million or something like that. I don't know. That, that just sounds right. You know, like I read that earlier in the spring. Um, these other guys aren't making that much money. Um, although the catcher, uh, Austin Hedges, he's probably making like six million bucks, right? I can't imagine that they would ever be dumb enough to flip Andrew McCutcheon. I mean, you're not paying much money for that guy. He brings out fans. He excites the, um, He's great in the clubhouse. You know, he excites everybody and he wins, you know. So I wouldn't think that they would flip Andrew McCutcheon. But that's my thought, you know. How good does the record have to be for the Pirates not to dump that, um, you know, maybe $12 million in salary on those guys? You're not spending much money on Connor Joe. Um, but would they still flip him? You know what I mean? The Pirates of the last several years would still flip him. And I'm not convinced that things have changed, even though April record is definitely going to hold. Here's why. Three more against the Reds and three against the Nationals. You know, and the Reds have a pulse, but the Nationals are just awful, you know. And then they play um, a home series against the Dodgers, uh, which they'll probably win one of those games. But knowing the Pirates, you know, they might take two out of three against the Dodgers just because they um, sometimes beat the teams that they're not supposed to, you know. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, at least early in the season. Like I said, another thing I'm talking about. Last year, we started out 24 and 28, and then we went in the tank. Are we going to be able to do that good this year? I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I had them for, I pegged them for 10 wins in April. They already have 13, and they should easily be able to get to 17 or more in April. That's insane, my friends. And it's not one particular player doing great. Uh, Reynolds got off to a hot start and he's still, his stats still hold up, you know, as far as season to date, I think he's top 20 in my fantasy or something like that. Um, but Reynolds has cooled off a little bit. Um, and other guys have gotten off to really good starts and I'm talking about the veterans like Andrew McCutcheon and Carlos Santana. Those guys have gotten off to really good starts combined. Those two guys have, um, 20 RBIs so far this year, which is really good. Um, and Connor Joe has gotten off to a really, really good start. The guy's batting like 360 or something like that. And he just continues to do it. You know, he's the one that hit the three home, three run home run yesterday. You know, tell me you don't want to extend Connor Joe at this point. And there's a, a lot of people, a lot of the other podcasts didn't like the Connor Joe signing. NS9 said, Connor Joe is not good. That's the tweet they sent out. And I'm not saying that all my tweets are right, because they're obviously not. I'm wrong just as much as those guys. I'm just saying that I liked the Connor Joe, because he actually had at-bats. He actually had a positive war. Um, and the other teams that he was leaving, the fans liked him. You know, like the Tampa Bay fans and the Colorado fans. So I don't know. There must be something there with this guy. Um, there were people that didn't like the fact that we gave up a third-round pitching draft pick. Um, but it was a steal to get Connor Joe. And, I mean, just to solidify it, you know, why wouldn't you sign him to a couple extra years? I mean, obviously, you probably have him. He's probably in arbitration. He's probably pre-arb at this point. Um, so maybe you don't have to extend him. But those other guys, you know, like those veterans, I would consider extending them. No, I wouldn't extend Rich Hill. Um, although he is probably the one that is going to be flipped no matter what, Rich Hill. Um, but I mean, if you're in the if well, if you're in the discussion for the wild card, I don't think 
flipping Rich Hill is any big deal. If you're leading your division, which that would be something I would literally fall off the deck. <laughs> you know, if the Pirates are leading their division at the trade deadline and they, and they dump Rich Hill, then that would be a big story, right? But, I mean, you got to realize that the Pirates have a budget and they're going to stick with the budget. Um, and they went maybe a little over budget in getting McCutcheon, you know, when he reached out to Nutting and Nutting decided to bring him back, which was a smart move because he brings fans into the stadium. Hey, yesterday, we only had 14,000 announced, um, but there was like a three-inning line for those hot dollar hot dogs, right? A three-inning line for the dollar dogs. And um, isn't that the one thing that the Pirates president promised that um, there weren't going to be any more lines for food, you know, and you're going to go home happy and you're going to come back to the ballpark because you didn't have to wait for your hot dog. <laughs> and then the opposite happens. And it's a day after your, um, your guys were on strike at the stadium. That's the Pirates, you know. Even though they're winning, you know, these are the things you got to think about with the Pirates. The trade deadline, you know, dumping Harold Ramirez for nothing. Um, just piratey things that they do. And even though they're off to a hot start, are they going to keep doing those piratey things that shoot themselves in the foot time in and time out? You know, that's the angle that I'm looking at. That's one of the angles that I'm looking at. And you're not going to hear that on Talk to Plank with Nathan Hirsch. But I like that podcast because, um, you know, he just really sums up the, the day before game. And sometimes I don't really get to catch the game. Um, so he gives you like a little more details on it. And I like the guy, Nathan Hirsch. The six of the other podcasts, I don't like at all, right? But I will listen to um, the Gringos, and I will listen to um, Pirates Fan Forum, you know, unless they have somebody like um, Graves on there, you know, then it's unlistenable in my mind. But I mean, this is just my podcast, and I think why people will find it comforting. I just kind of ramble on, and I never know where it's going to go. You know, it might be about my wife, Kazunga's. Um, it might be about um, the dogs shitting in the in the uh, neighbor's house. You know, who knows? But I mean, that's just my podcast and it's getting a lot more listens and I appreciate it. You know, and the pirates are doing well and that's also helping me get more listens. And someday I might be able to do a Pittsburgh Pirates playoff preview podcast. Peace out.